Hi, it's Jeff, host of the podcast. My latest author interview will be up in just one moment. I'm not going to ask you to buy anything. I'm not going to ask you to go and review the podcast. What I am going to do is take just one brief moment and ask you to recommend the podcast to just one friend. If you're a writer or if you're someone who just loves books and you love this podcast and the interviews that I do, all that I ask is that you recommend the podcast to just one friend. Thanks a lot. Welcome back to the Reading and Writing Podcast. My guest today is Joey Hearthstone, author of the new novel, The Local. Joey has written the screenplays for two feature movies directed by Rob Reiner, LBJ and Shock and All. And he's currently the showrunner for the Showtime series, Your Honor. Actor Woody Harrelson said about the novel, The Local, The Local has everything I love in a book. It's a thriller, a whodunit, and a sexy courtroom drama. It's a real page turner with fascinating characters that takes place in my home state of Texas. Enjoy. Joey, welcome to the podcast. Thanks so much for having me. Absolutely. Well, if someone listening hasn't yet heard about your novel, The Local, how would you describe the novel? It's a legal thriller set in the East town, East Texas town of Marshall, where there are more patent infringement lawsuits than anywhere else in the country. And so the main character is named James Euchre, and he is a patent attorney who gets drawn into a uh, his first murder trial uh, when a client that he's representing, a corporate client that he's representing, uh, gets charged with killing someone. And I'm curious, do you remember the original idea or impetus that led you to write The Local? Yeah, a good friend of mine named Nathan Speed, who's a, an intellectual property lawyer in Boston, uh, was visiting LA a few years back. And he, I went to college with Nathan, and he was telling me about how his work takes him to this small town in Texas. And that struck me as odd. So I asked him why. And the more he explained to me what was going on in this little town, um, the more intrigued I was. And then he told me that basically, you know, all the major corporations in the country at one time or another will get sued here. And they have big, uh, big teams of lawyers from major cities who represent them, but each team needs a local council to serve as sort of the, um, the liaison between this big team and the local juries. And so I knew that. And I'm curious, given uh, what I mentioned in the intro, did you write the local first as a screenplay? No, but I developed it in my mind thinking that's what it was going to be. And uh, then because of a couple different reasons, I, I had this idea and, and I really wanted to write it in its entirety. And I was worried that if I if I tried to sell it first as a TV show, that I, I might never actually get the chance to write it. And so I thought, let me let me try my hand at a novel. And if nothing else, I'll have this document that that tells the entire story. And and I'm curious, given that you're a screenplay writer, which is a very structured writing form, what was the writing process for you when you were working on the local? Did you write a detailed outline or a beat sheet? Yeah, I did. I I, I enjoyed the structure of screenwriting. I, I think a lot of novelists who who start out with novels and then go to screenwriting actually don't like it. But I I, I like the rules, and and so I yeah, the first thing I did was try to find a, find out what are all the rules of the novel, of the types of novels of this genre that I'm trying to write. Um, and then, yeah, I did a very thorough outline. I probably spent more time writing my outline than I did my first draft. So I knew everywhere that the story was going to go. And and I'm curious, what was the experience like for you um, of writing a novel versus writing a screenplay or a television script? 
Yeah, in some ways, it felt like writing a really long movie uh, or, or writing the entirety of a series all in sort of one take. But it, it was it was it was similar in a lot of respects. And then uh, sort of the solitude, uh, the solitary nature of it was what was different because I've been in a TV writer's room for the past five or six years, and so I'm usually working with other writers. So it was a bit lonelier, but um, but it was a really it was a really fun and rewarding experience, and I got to do a, a couple types of things with my writing that I'm not able to do with screenplays because you can't really get inside uh, the character the same way and talk about what they're thinking the way you can with a book. And um, I'm wondering, are you planning to write another novel? Or are you working on one now? I would love to write another one. I, I sort of developed this story idea with the idea that it could be a series. And so I really like the characters in it. And, and I like the idea of taking this this lawyer who who has a specialty in patent law, but keeps getting drawn into criminal cases. So yeah, I've got a couple other ideas for cases he could get involved in. And, and I would like to write a few more books and maybe one day do a series. And, and I'm curious, uh, you know, as I mentioned in the intro, you, you've had two feature films that you wrote the screenplays for. You're the showrunner. Um, I, I'm, I'm curious, uh, what was your experience of breaking into, uh, television and film? Because, um, from what I hear, I mean, I don't, you know, obviously live in LA that, you know, everybody parking cars or, or making your coffee in LA has yeah. a screenplay. What, what was your, uh, journey to, to actually getting work and writing? Yeah, I uh, I moved out to LA in 2005 when I graduated from college, and uh, yeah, I kind of did sort of odd jobs. I, I worked mainly in reality television, kind of uh, like watching raw footage come in and take taking notes for editors and things like that. Uh, yeah, just just did a, did a bunch of random jobs and and kept writing on the side, and then uh, eventually I went to UCLA and got my master's in screenwriting. Um, and then, and that was in 2010, and then it still took another five years and a couple more scripts before I really finally started to get some attention, and then uh, about ten years to really get started. That's great. Well, what writing advice would you offer for those who are working on their own stories or novels or screenplays? Yeah, I, I try to not focus on the um, the outcomes that you can't control. So you know, whether, whether someone decides to publish your book or or make your movie or, or option your screenplay, um, I, I hope I think what serves me is at least that I, I really enjoy the process of writing and I, and I get a good sense of fulfillment when I've completed uh, a piece of work. And so I think, yeah, it's, it's kind of a double-edged sword if you uh, if you put too much stock in, in the results when they're good. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. 
And I'm curious with with LBJ, was that something that you kind of developed uh, on your own or was that written? um, Did someone come to you? um, I mean, did you sit down and say, like, I'm going to write a screenplay of a biopic of of LBJ? Yeah, there's uh, two producers named Tim and Trevor White. They're brothers and they have a company called Star Thrower Entertainment. Uh, They just did the uh, King Richard movie, uh, the, the Richard Williams of Venus and Serena's father movie. Um, but so they were, they, they, they kind of came to LA about the same time I did. And, and we all have a mutual affection for political stories and biopics. And so they had this idea of doing a movie about Lyndon Johnson from basically his vice presidency through the first few days of his presidency. And, uh, I thought it sounded great. So I did a bunch of research and then pitched them kind of the way I would tell the story. And then we developed the script for about a year or so. And then I'm uh, interested in making it into a real movie. So did you did you read the the famous uh, LBJ uh, biographies? Um, yeah, the Caro books. Caro, yeah, 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 exactly. The the the, the weighty tombs. Uh, yeah, yeah. It, they're really good. Uh, it's it, it, incredibly well researched and and also just um, such great character studies. It's it's. I mean, they they take a long time to read, but they're not difficult to read. They're very very fun, and and um, the characters come to life. So yeah. Uh, there, there's no shortage of, of good reading on LBJ, but that, that's kind of the, the premier biographies. And, and I'm curious, what was your experience like in terms of a writer with with a feature film like that? Did did what you write, did, did the majority of it end up on the screen? Yeah, I did. I, I, I had probably the best first experience one could have as a screenwriter because, <laughs> um, yeah, you, you know, you, you put your heart into these screenplays. And then if you're very lucky, it gets sold and produced, and, and then often, as a first-time screenwriter, you get rewritten and you sort of get removed from the equation. Um, and, and that can happen, especially too when you have a really experienced director. And it just so happened that Rob Reiner was the director on this movie, and he is an incredibly kind and gracious man, and and likes collaborating. And so, even though he, he certainly had a lot of creative influence on the script, um, he liked sitting down with me and then talking about the script. And, lines of dialogue and scenes. And so I got to be part of the process the whole way, watching different cuts of the movie. Very fortunate experience for me. That's great. Well, what books have you read recently that you enjoyed, either fiction or nonfiction? Yeah, uh, I keep talking about uh, a guy named PJ Vernon wrote a a book called Bathhouse, which came out from the same publisher as mine, Doubleday. Uh, And I read that right right around the same time that that the local was getting purchased and then I was doing the edits for that. And so I've sort of followed PJ and and tried to uh, emulate some of some of his uh, path. Um, That's a great book. And, uh, you know, I've been working on this TV show now for since I don't know since November and it has taken up so much of my time that I have not watched any new television shows and I've barely read anything that wasn't <laughs> research for, uh, for for the show you're on at this point so I'm looking forward to getting a break sometime in a few months and getting back into some relaxing reading so has your honor been renewed yeah so the second season is what we're working on right now I'm actually in New Orleans and we're filming it um, and and uh, yeah it should air it should start airing in December of this year that's great um, and what's that experience in terms of a showrunner I mean uh, again I'm coming at this from someone who reads a lot of novels and talks to a lot of writers so I'm not you know 100% up on all of the the LA lingo but um, it's more than a writer, correct? That, that you're doing. Yeah. So, so like on season one, I was, I was, uh, in the writer's room. So we had, I think we had eight writers, uh, and then Peter Moffat was the showrunner and the creator of the show. And so basically, uh, back before 
COVID, it was you'd be in a room with with a handful of other writers, and you'd be you'd have whiteboards, and you'd break the stories, and then each writer one by one would take their own episode and go write it, and then Peter would would rewrite it and sort of um, shepherd uh, the entire series to air. Uh, and, and so, so that's what I get to do this second season. So our writer's room is on zoom, but, um, every day, 10 of us come together from around the country and we, we pitch stories and we, we work on the next episode and we structure kind of the way that goes. And then, um, as showrunner, you're also an executive producer. So you're working with cast, you're working with all the department heads, um, you know, picking locations, talking about what, what the sets should look like. Sure. Sure. And, and with something like that, um, do you have like uh, an overall arc um, for the season? And then the writers are kind of brainstorming uh, episodes within that arc. How does that work exactly? Yeah, the I mean, the entire room really can conceive of what the whole season is. And then there's other executive producers like Brian Cranston is one of the executive producers. So he mm-hmm. certainly has a huge influence on the right. creative direction of the show as well. Um, and it just, it varies show to show. Some, some shows, you know, the showrunners have, it's their idea and they come in and they have a very clear idea of where, where they want it generally to go. And then sometimes, you know, you're coming in midstream and in this case, the show already existed. So we sort of had this first season and, and one of the first tasks for the writer's room was figuring out, well, where does this, where do we pick up the second season and how is it different? How, how does it honor the first season at the same time? So it was a collective effort between uh, all the writers and all the executive producers, but uh, we're, we're, we're on our way now. That's great. Well, where can people find you online if they'd like to learn more about you and your novel, The Local? Uh, my website is joeyheartstone.com, and I am on Instagram and Twitter at jcheartstone. That's great. Well, again, we've been speaking with Joey Hartstone, author of the new novel, The Local. The novel is available now, so go buy a copy. And Joey, thanks for doing this interview. Thanks so much for having me. It was great. Absolutely. Thanks a lot. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants. They all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.